You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Hello, welcome again to our broadcast. And um, it's so great to be together. Thank you so much for joining us in this um, broadcast, this service. I'm going to bring the Word of God to you today. And uh, I call this message of faith in the priesthood of Jesus. We need to exercise faith, okay? Jesus has done so much, so much for us. There's actually nothing left for him to do, legally speaking, concerning you and I. He has paid the full price. Remember on the cross? Well, it was on the cross. He said, it is finished. When he declared it is finished, really, he meant he has paid the full price. Everything, the... The, the, the judicial system um, of heaven has, has, has all the demands and the requirements of the judicial system of heaven have been met. He paid the full price. So I want you to know that um, even as we look into the word of God, as we look into the word of God, I want you to have faith. Okay, We've been celebrating Passover. Uh, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. I'm telling you, it is amazing that uh, someone, the Bible says, there's greater love has no man than this, that a man should lay down his life for a friend. That Jesus came all the way, went to the cross for us. He laid down his life, and then he rose for us again. Hallelujah. So there are many realities that took place. I'm going to share just a few with you. The Bible is loaded with many things that Jesus did for us. And um, time permitting, I will share quite a few with you. And uh, I just want us to start by looking at, to, looking at the Bible in the book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 7. Okay, Hebrews chapter 7. Now in Hebrews chapter 7, Actually, I would recommend you make time to read the whole book of Hebrews because the whole book of Hebrews is full of um, a lot of insight into the things that Jesus did. This comparing Jesus to the old order, you know, the priesthood of Christ and the, 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 the priesthood, the Aaronic priesthood. There's such a vast difference. And um, so Jesus is our high priest. He's a high, high priest. The Bible makes that very clear to us. And uh, we need to have faith in his priestly work. We need to have faith in the priestly work that Jesus is carrying out right now. There is what he did on the cross, but it has not ended. His priesthood is still going on. It's still going on. So I just, I, I just want us to look at uh, Hebrews uh, chapter 7 and I'll read for the sake of time I'll just read a few verses okay let's look at um, verse 22 it says so much more Jesus has become a surety of a better covenant also there were many priests because they were prevented by death from continuing but he because he continues forever, has an unchangeable priesthood. Therefore, 
he is also able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. For such a high priest was fitting for us, who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and has become higher than the heavens, who does not need daily, as those high priests who offer up sacrifices for sins and then for, uh, for their own sins and also for the people's, for he did once and for all when he offered up himself. For the law appoints as high priests men who have weaknesses, but the word of an oath which came after the law appoints the Son who has been perfected forever. So other high priests, there used to be change of priesthood um, because the priest would die and then he would be replaced by another priest and then he would die and be replaced by another one. But Jesus came and he offered once and no need to offer daily sacrifices because his sacrifice, uh, his body which he offered satisfy all the demands, all the requirements, all the requirements of justice were uh, met by Jesus Christ. Okay, so uh, there are certain things I want to just highlight. For example, our sin was taken care of 100% by Jesus. Jesus has taken care of your sin. You, don't, you know that when you go, like in the natural, when you commit a crime and you're taken to court, when you're taken to court and uh, the, 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 the judge maybe finds you guilty, do you just say, I'm sorry, and then you are acquitted because you said you're sorry? No, it doesn't work like that. You can be sorry. And the, bow, the, the, the judge will see, oh, wow, you're remorseful. But you still have to carry out the penalty for your sin. Okay, for your offense, rather. So, um, yes, you are, you're, you're sorry. So the judge will say, okay, fine, you're sorry. I'm going to give you a lighter sentence. <laughs> Maybe he'll give you a lighter sentence because you are remorseful. But you have to be sentenced. You have to be sentenced. And so uh, you cannot just say, I'm sorry, and then you walk out of court as a free person. It doesn't work like that. So in the same way, in the realm of the spirit, when our father, Adam, ate that fruit, when our parents, Adam and Eve, ate that fruit, you know what happened? We were guilty every single one of us so you cannot just say i'm sorry and you walk away no it couldn't it doesn't happen like that even if adam had said oh god i'm so sorry i ate from this tree that does not change the sentence because remember the sentence had already been passed the day you eat from this tree you will surely die on that day that's what god said we know 
that the day Adam ate from that tree, he died spiritually and then eventually died physically. All right. So from that time, there was a death sentence on mankind. And up till now, man has been facing physical death. People live and die. Why? Because of the offense of Adam. But Jesus came and he took care of the sin problem. Sin is the root cause of death and many other things that we see in society today. All right. So what Jesus did is that he now came, he offered his blood. All right. The Bible says without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. There's no remission of sins. The King James says remission of sin. To remit means to remove completely. So the, 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 the blood of Jesus took away, took away our sins. So all we need now is just to apply our faith in what Jesus did. And then it will be accredited to our account. Jesus has paid the price, but you need faith for it to be accredited to your account. If you don't apply faith, it will not be accredited to your account. The fact that Jesus died does not mean that the whole world is saved. He died for the whole world, but not the whole world have put faith in Jesus. And so because not everyone has put their faith in Jesus, not everyone is being saved. Unless they put their faith in him, their account cannot be accredited with the life that Jesus paid for. So because they've not put their faith in Jesus, they've not put their faith in the sacrifice of Jesus, uh, they've not put their faith in the sacrifice of Jesus, their accounts are not accredited, so they have to depend on their righteousness and other things which are not good enough, which cannot give them access to the life of God, the God kind of life cannot be um, their, uh, they, they, they can, it cannot be their reality because they lack faith in the finished work of Christ on the cross. So we need to have faith, faith in what Jesus did so that we can experience, we can experience the, the, um, power of God and all the things that Jesus has paid for. For me, I, I believe God for everything Jesus has paid for. I constantly apply my faith, trusting God for all Jesus paid to be made available to me, either in my experience or in my, you know, in my life generally, really. Yes. So, that is important. He has taken care of our sins. He, has, he is our priest, our high priest. He's our high priest. And there's so much the Bible has to say about him being our high priest. Okay. So he has taken care of sin. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 22 says, According to the law, almost all things are purified with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. There is no remission without the shedding of blood. 
There is no remission. There is no forgiveness without the shedding of blood. So the blood of Jesus took care, took care of our sin problem. But I have news for you. Not only did he take care of our sin problem, he also took care of the effects of sin. Because there are things that sin brought into humanity. There are things that God did not plan, which, are, which are, uh, have become the norm in, in, in the human race today. For instance, um, because of sin, because of sin, yeah, death was introduced. And because of sin as well, there, is, there, is, um, there are uh, all kinds of sicknesses have been introduced to humanity. This was not God's plan. God's plan was never for anyone to be sick. God's plan was never for anyone to die before, you know, to even die. It wasn't part of God's plan. So these are the effects of sin. And Jesus came. Okay, his blood, his sacrifice, his life, all that he did was to pay for that so that we can walk free. All right, so let, let, me, let me read verse, verse, uh, verse 16, verse 16 of, of Hebrews, Let's, verse 16 of Hebrews chapter 4. Another thing that Jesus did for us is um, he gave us access. He gave us access. Remember, sin, sin uh, alienated us from God. Sin caused a separation between us and God. All right? So Jesus, the sacrifice of Jesus, his priesthood, because remember that priesthood deals with sin, with sacrifices, with, uh, with, uh, with iniquities, and, 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 and so on. If you, if you read the Old Testament, you see that, that those are the things that priesthood deals with. One of the things I want to emphasize now, even before we go on, is that in the realm of the spirit, in the realm of the spirit, things are operated from a legal perspective. Everything, there are legalities that govern activities in the realm of the spirit. Yeah. So, don't think that... Uh, Things in the spirit are governed by emotions. They're not. They're not even governed by desperation. They are governed by legalities. So everything has to have a legal basis. Satan cannot just come and attack you unless he has a legal basis. Satan cannot come and just um, begin to block you unless he has a legal basis so everything that satan do, does is legal in the realm of the spirit otherwise he wouldn't do it there are consequences uh, because he learned a hard here he learned a lesson the hard way remember he killed jesus even though jesus was innocent and from for killing jesus who did not sin at all it cost him his life and so Satan has a death sentence hanging on him he has a death sentence hanging on him why because he shed innocent blood 
Jesus was not guilty of the sin of Adam. Okay? So, Jesus was not guilty of the sin of Adam. And because of that, Satan had no legal right. Especially considering the fact that Jesus never sinned. He was tempted at all points, yet without sin. Look at what Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 14 says. I'll read from verse 14 to 16. It says, Seeing then that we have a great high priest who passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Can you see? He was tempted at all points, and yet without sin. He was tempted. The, every temptation that man experiences, Jesus had the opportunity. He had the opportunity to sin, but he did not sin. So, it says, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So, because of what Jesus did, I don't know about you, I have faith. I can approach the Father why? Because of what Jesus did. I have confidence. I have boldness when I approach God. I don't come to God begging. No. Jesus has given me access to the Father. He has given me a direct access to the Father. And just like you and I, I mean, just like you, uh, just, just, just like me, you also have access to the Father. If you have faith in Jesus, if you have faith in his priesthood, he is a high priest who has experienced all the weaknesses that we've experienced, yet he did not sin. Yeah, yes. He, was, he suffered as a man. He was 100% man. Remember, he was 100% man, 100% God. As 100% man, he faced all the things that men face. But he was able to overcome all of them. He overcame all of them. He was tempted to be sick, but he didn't get sick. <laughs> he was tempted to, to sin, yet he did not sin. He was tempted to, to, walk, you know, to, to, to do whatever it is that we face. But he did not at one point miss it. So he is a perfect high priest. Is a perfect high priest who paid the perfect price. He, he paid the perfect price so that we can walk free. So you need to have faith in what Jesus did. If you, have, if you put your faith in your works, you are finished. You are finished. But if you put your faith in what Jesus did, there is hope for you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes. You know, I love, there's a scripture that I love um, and uh, I quote it many times. I, I meditate on it from time to time. You know, in Galatians chapter 2 verse 20, it says, I've been crucified with Christ. Yes, it says, I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I that lives. Yes, it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Hallelujah. 
So that's one of that's part of what the priesthood of Christ has given to you. He, he is now living in you, and you can have victory where Jesus had victory. You can overcome where Jesus overcame. Where Jesus was tempted to hate, he did not hate. You also can overcome hatred. Where Jesus was tempted to lust, he did not lust. So you have what it takes to overcome lust. Where Jesus was tempted to give up, he did not give up. So you have what it takes not to give up. You have everything, I'm telling you. He has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah, it is wonderful. Great. So Jesus has given us access. And the Bible is saying here that we must come boldly. Boldly to the throne of grace. That we may obtain mercy and find grace in time of need. Are you in need? Do you know where to go? The throne of grace. There is all the help you need. All the help you need in this world. It's there. Just go there. You don't need to go through anybody. Just go straight. Father, in the name of Jesus. Yes. And then you will find yourself there. Let me read another scripture just to confirm to you what we're talking about. Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10 Verse 19 says, Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus. Can you see? We enter by the blood of Jesus. Not by your righteousness. You don't enter by your works. It's not how good you are that you get access to the Father. It's, 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 it's deception to think that being good will give you access to God. Isaiah tells us, that our righteousness is as filthy rags. Filthy rags. Right. So, he says, By a new and living way which he consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. Having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed by, uh, washed with pure water, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. Yes, our God is faithful. Even though sometimes Satan accuses God before you. Satan will tell you that God is not faithful. Satan will tell you that God is not good. Satan will tell you that, oh, if God were good, how come this is happening to you? Satan, when Satan tells you those kind of things, he does not tell you that he had a legal ground that he exploited to do what he is doing in your life. In the realm of the spirit, everything is legal. There are legalities that govern things that happen in the in the spirit there is a judicial system in heaven and you know a priest a priest understands the judicial system and knows how how to operate that system and that's why jesus jesus is a superior priest he's a high priest of our confession 
He is a superior priest who understands all the technicalities. He understands all the legalities. He knows everything perfectly. So he is your perfect representative before the Father. Isn't that wonderful? Yes, it gives me hope. I don't know about you. But it gives me confidence, helps me to, to, to exercise faith. Hallelujah. But Jesus is there. He's looking after me. Glory to God. Amen. So, Jesus took care of sin and its consequences or the effects of sin. He took care of all of that. All right? So all we need is faith. All we need is to exercise faith in that. Then not only that, he has given us access. Because sin took away access to the Father. Now Jesus has given us access to the Father. We can now come boldly to the throne of grace. We can come boldly before God. In the name of Jesus. We're granted access. Why? Because we've been made righteous by the blood of Jesus. This high priest is like no other. It's like no other. Hallelujah. So, yes, not only that, not only did he give us access, all right, but there are other things. There are other things that he's doing. There are other things that the priesthood of Jesus is doing right now which we need to exercise faith in we need to trust God we need to believe the word of God do you know that your life is a sum total of what you believe do you realize that what you believe is what you are living you are living exactly what you believe so if you don't if you don't take time to to um, to begin to correct your belief system according to the word of God. Then your reality will be far from what you desire. But if you would feed on the word of God. Continue to build your faith with the word of God. I'm telling you that you will begin to experience great and mighty things in your life. So not only did Jesus deal with sin. Not only did he give us access. The other thing is that he gave us life. As many as receive him. John chapter, um, John chapter 1 verse 12 says. As many as receive him to them. He gave the power to become the children of God. Ah, for God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son. That whoever believes in him should not perish. But have everlasting life. John 3.16. Yes. So he has given us life because of his priesthood. We can have the kind of life that God has. We can have the kind of life that heaven is experiencing. You can have that. And Jesus is there to ensure that that word is fulfilled in your life. If you would have faith. If you would have faith. So he has given us life as well. He has given us life as well. What else has he done? What else has Jesus done? Jesus has also, he has also given us, he has also reconciled us to the Father. So his priesthood has brought a reconciliation. 
His priesthood has brought reconciliation between you and God. We were enemies with God before. Yeah, because of sin. But the Bible tells us. Let me read it in, in uh, 2 Corinthians. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5. We see here that uh, the Bible says in verse 18. It says, now all things are of God. Who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. Can you see that? All things are of God. Who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus. So that's one, that's one of the things you need to exercise faith in. Believe in the reconciliation. Now, it, is, it has nothing to do with your feelings. These are, you see, the, the law and feelings are two different things. The law in the, in the, in the judicial system, in, in the law court, emotions don't matter there. <laughs> emotions don't matter. It is what is written that matters. It's what is written that matters. So also concerning the things of God, concerning the things of the Spirit, it will do you well to learn what is written about you. Learn your rights and privileges. There are privileges that Jesus has accorded you through his sacrifice. And it's up to you to learn those things. And begin to put your faith in those things. Are you hearing me? Yes. So. So we, the same problem has been dealt with. Now you have access to the father. And you have life. You've been given life. Okay. All of this it requires faith. Alright. So you have life. Now you've been reconciled. You're no more enemies with God. Actually, you can now become a friend of God because of Jesus. Remember that Abraham was called a friend of God, but he didn't even experience the, the, the blood of Jesus. It wasn't even, um, he exercised faith in the future coming of Christ. He did not see Jesus sacrificed as a lamb of God. To take away his sin. No. He, he said he would sacrifice animals. But it was faith towards what was to come. You and I can have faith. Looking back at what was done. Isn't that wonderful? Yes. So. Um, in view of that. What do we do? There are things that we need to. Allow to sink. In our minds. Allow to sink in our minds. All right. So he has reconciled you. All right. And on this, now you need to understand something. You are now the righteousness of God in Christ. Righteousness that comes by faith. Not, I'm not talking about righteousness of good works. All right. Although good works have their place in, in, your, in, your, in your Christian life. But good works are not what give you access to God. Is the righteousness of God. Second um, Corinthians 5.21 says. God made him who knew no sin to be seen. That we might become the righteousness of God in Christ. 
that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So Jesus, actually what Jesus did was that he took his righteousness. Now he, he, he lived and he went through, paid the whole price, went through all the temptations, went through all the trials, went through all of that and he won, he succeeded, okay? Then he now takes that righteousness. Oh, God takes that righteousness of Jesus and places it on you and I as we exercise our faith. He places it on us. And now he says, you now start walking in righteousness. You are righteous, so start walking in righteousness. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes. Isn't that wonderful? So if you have faith, you know, there is, there is what God has done judicially in the sacrifice of Jesus. But then there is what God is going to do experientially as you exercise faith in what has already been done. Then you now start seeing your life starts lining up with your experience starts lining up with your judicial reality. Amen. So that's why faith is important. You want to do great things for God. You need to learn to walk by faith. To learn to walk by faith. And faith in what Jesus did. So do yourself a favor. Go study what Jesus did. Go read the book of Hebrews. The book of Hebrews will give you a lot of insight. Hebrews and Romans. These two books. If you read them, you are going to understand. You will understand what Jesus has done for you. Okay, so um, now I want to say this, even in the kingdom of darkness, like I said, in the realm of the spirit, things are governed by legalities. So for Satan to bind anybody, all right, do you know that just like in the, in, in the kingdom of God, there are priests, there are um we are all priests. If you're born again, you are a king and a priest. That's what the Bible says. Okay, So he has given us a priesthood ministry. But Jesus is our high priest. He's also he's our chief priest. If there's a word like that. yeah. So Jesus is the one that is, that, that is a priest over all of us. But what I want you to understand is this. In the realm of darkness... All right, in the occult and all of that, they also have priesthood. They have priests. They offer, offer sacrifices. They offer sacrifices to get the, the, to, 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 to access certain realms in the spirit. They sacrifices that they offer as well. You know, and this is not to glorify darkness, but you need to you need to be aware that these things do happen. So that's why you need to exercise faith in what Jesus did. And you know the good thing about the good thing about what Jesus did and not only did but what he's doing as well. Because right now as you are seated there listening to me, I'm telling you Jesus is praying for you. Look at that in Hebrews chapter 7 where we read earlier, okay? We read earlier, I read verse 25, it says, Therefore, 
he is also able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. You see, he's able to save to the uttermost. What does that mean? So his, his work of salvation is complete. Okay, it's complete. So he's able to save you from your sin, but then he's also able to save you from the consequences of your sin. He's also able to save you. He's also able to save you from the effects of sin. He's able to save to the uttermost. And that is why he is before the Father interceding, making intercession for us. He is interceding for you right now. He's interceding for you. So you need to exercise faith. You know why? You're going to make it because Jesus is praying for you. <laughs> He's interceding for you. There are things, there are consequences, there are things. The sinful nature, Satan is using the sinful nature to try to keep you back from what God wants you to enter into. From the heights that God has ordained for you. From, you know, from the things, the exploit you're supposed to do. You know, God, the, 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 the enemy is trying to use the sinful nature to keep you back. Alright, so because of Jesus, you can overcome envy. Because of Jesus, you can overcome jealousy. Why? Those are... Those are operations of the sinful nature. But, you know, he is able to save to the uttermost. He is able to save completely, totally. Totally. Everyone that exercises faith in his priesthood is able to experience total salvation. So it's not just your spirit being saved. Your entire being and everything that concerns you. I'm telling you, his priesthood covers everything. It covers everything. He covered the, from the heavens right down to the earth. Because remember, Lucifer's rebellion when he was in heaven. Heaven needed to be cleansed. And so Jesus took his blood out there as well. Cleansed everywhere. Isn't that wonderful? Amazing. Yeah. So I want you to exercise faith. I want you to exercise faith. The blood of Jesus is speaking right now. And I want you to believe that. There is a voice. The blood is speaking over your life. It's speaking over your situation. speaking over your family. The blood of Jesus is available. Will you believe? Will you put your faith, will you put your trust in Jesus? Or will you trust yourself? Will you trust your efforts? Now I'm not saying you shouldn't, you shouldn't live right, you shouldn't uh, manifest the fruit of the Spirit. But I'm saying you cannot have the fruit of the Spirit without the work of grace in your heart. So there is the grace that saves you. But there's the grace that enables you. He enables you. He empowers you. Hallelujah. I'm crucified with Christ. It is no longer I that lives. But Christ lives in me. The life which I now live in the flesh. I live by faith in the Son of God. Who loved me and gave himself for me. Hallelujah. So 
That is how you should live. Have faith in Him. Put your faith in Him. Through your faith in Him, you will overcome whatever it is you are facing. If your faith is in Him, He's able to save to the uttermost. He's able to save you from destruction. He's able to save you from the enemy. Whatever the enemy brings against you, He is able to save to the uttermost. Why? He is interceding for you. He has paid the full price already. He's interceding for you to know how to apply, apply the, 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 the finished work. So many times I pray, I say, Lord, everything Jesus paid for, I receive them by faith right now in the name of Jesus. Yes, I receive the, the efficacy of the priesthood of Jesus in my life. Whatever Jesus did, let it be appropriated. Let it be apportioned to me in every area of my life in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. That is important. That would help you greatly understand that you have a perfect intercessor. You have a perfect intercessor. And so, because of that, what should be our response? Be careful what you say. Be careful how you talk. Because he is a high priest. The Bible calls him the Bible calls him the high priest of our confession. The high priest of our confession. Verse chapter 4, verse 14, where we read, seeing that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. So, what I want to say is this. Be careful not to say what you don't want to see. Because one of the things that Jesus is doing as a high priest of our confession, is right there ensuring that what you say comes to pass. He's the high priest. He's overseeing your confession. The word confession there is not confession for sin, but it's what you say. You know, confession. The Greek word is homologeo, which means repeating after God. What God has said is what you should be saying. Don't be saying what Satan is saying. Jesus is there overseeing and ensuring that what you are saying comes to pass. So say the right things. If you believe it, say it. Have the spirit of faith. Believe and declare it. Yes. And Jesus will bring it to pass. He will ensure that your confession, hallelujah, is, is uh, fulfilled in your life. Our time is gone. I want to I just pray for you. I want to pray for you. No. And your faith may be strong. That God will give you more understanding of the priesthood of Jesus so that you can have confidence in your walk with God. And the enemy will not harass you. And the Lord will open your eyes, show you the legal ways that the enemy creeps in <laughs> so that you can block them. Father, I pray for my brother, my sister right now that you will open their eyes, give them understanding, give them revelation of the priesthood of Christ, of their own priesthood as well, because their priesthood is founded upon the priesthood of Christ. Lord God, I ask that you would show them 
all the legal access points that the enemy has used in the past over them so that they block those access points. Thank you, Father. I speak grace, more grace, increase of wisdom upon their lives in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So uh, before we go, I want to pray for those who want to give their life to Jesus. If you want to surrender to Jesus, why don't you just say this after me? Say, Dear God, I thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. I believe in my heart that he is Lord and I confess with my mouth. Jesus come into my heart, change me, make me a brand new person. Let your kingdom come in my life. Let your will be done. Thank you Lord. Amen. Now before we go, I know some of you want to give your offerings or you want to give your tithes, your offering. I want to pray for you right now. As you, as, you, uh, as you give towards the work of God, I want you to know that we appreciate all your support, the support for this ministry. And the Lord will continue to bless you as you support this work. Father, I pray, O oh God, for your people, even as they, as they give, as they give towards your, your work right now let there be an open heaven over their lives i rebuke the enemy i bind every spirit of poverty i command a release right now the spirit of 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 wisdom lord god wisdom for um, wealth creation opportunities for wealth creation let them come your way right now in the name of jesus i ask for financial wisdom for you witty inventions and ideas to flow through you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So God bless you real good. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, have a super, super, super day and a blessed week ahead. God bless. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.